0: Soli Deo Gloria. Isaiah forty two eight, we read this I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. My glory I will not give to another, and my praise I will not give to idols. Uh, man's chief end. In the catechisms, to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. God's chief end. God's chief end is to glorify Himself and enjoy Himself forever. I want to start with um, this prayer from Daniel. Um, in Daniel 9, 3-13... to 13, He discerns that the time of exile is drawing to an end. And it says, he turns his face to the Lord. He seeks him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. It says, I prayed to the Lord and I made confession saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong, acted wickedly and rebelled. Turning aside from your commandments and rules, we have not listened to your servant the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. So that's his address. That's how he approaches the Lord in, in great humility, not just for himself but for all his people. And then he says in verse seven, "To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness." and I, And I love this. He's, he's like taking account. He's saying. This is what we deserve, and this is what you deserve. To you, Lord, belongs righteousness. It means everything God has done is right. But to us, open shame as to this day. To the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Israel, all who are near, and all the lands which you've sent them because of the treachery they've committed against you. To us, O oh Lord, belongs shame. To our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we've sinned against you. To the Lord, our God, belong mercy and forgiveness. I'm not going to finish that, but it goes through Verse 13. And it's a great structure for prayer. We approach the Lord humbly. We admit what we have done in light of who he is. So, uh, to God alone, soli deo gloria. To God alone, to God belongs all the glory. In all things, through all things, to God be the glory. And I would say that's one of the reasons I am uh, such a fan, I guess, of Reformed theology, is it really seeks, in anything confusing, it really seeks out how is God most glorified. And I want to encourage you as Christians to think along the same manner. So I was looking back uh, this year. We just did our kind of our presbytery statistical report. and I gave them, here's who we had in worship in the mornings. Here's what we think was watching online. You know, I think last week we had 11 views. You know, and I'm like, well, does 11 views mean you know, the Baker's is one view? So do we get to count that as four? <laughs> you know? But it was hard. I mean, it was hard looking at the statistics because every church was almost in half uh, as far as attendance. Um, and then one closed. So Pacto, uh, the Hispanic church plant with Raul, couldn't make it. Um, they closed. So um, I, I was looking at that and thinking over this last year, And um, I think it's the first year I've ever had more surgeries than you. So (laughs) you don't know it's an inside joke, but Dobby's like, I didn't have a surgery this year. Like woo! (laughs) something to cheer. Um, But thinking through all of that, why is COVID here? For the glory of God. Why did I break my shoulder? For the glory of God. That's the ultimate end answer for everything. Now, put it this way, since it's just us. Young boy wants to impress girl, right? So he has all these intermediate goals. Get a job, lose some weight, buy a flashy car. All of these goals are subservient to the main goal. Get a girl. But even getting the girl may not be the main goal. Intimacy might be the main goal. Showing her off to his friends might be the main goal. Uh, Feeling good about himself and proving himself might be the main goal. In Christianity, when we boil it down, we should always come to the main goal is the glory of God. Behind all of it, the glory of God. Why did he create you? Why did he create me? Why did he permit the fall for the glory of God? And so to understand uh, God, we also can understand humanity. And to understand humanity, it's back and forth. But we start in our, our catechism with what is the chief and highest end. chief and highest end uh, purpose is to glorify God and fully enjoy him forever. Uh, children's catechism. Ricky, did you teach these? Did you teach the children's catechism? Is that the Sunday school curriculum when you were teaching? So you know them all memorize them. Uh, Every time I go through these, I hear Luke's voice. I don't know why, uh, but I hear Luke of my kids' voice. First question, who made you? God. What a great way to start. Understanding of ourself. I am a created being. I exist because God made me. Question two, what else did God make? God made all things. Everything we see conceptually. Every thought, God made all things. The third one, why did God make you in all things? Ricky, what's the answer? For his own glory, yes. Why did God make you in all things? What a great way for a child to grow up. Do you realize that that's completely contrary to the way maybe 90% of American kids grow up? Kids in the world? Why did God make you? Well, he made you to have fun. Or did God even make me? Why do I exist? What are my purposes? To make money, to have a great retirement, um, to impress people, to be the prodigy. Why did God make you in all things? For his own glory. What a beautiful thought and what value that gives to life, doesn't it? He, he made me thoughtfully. Even in the creation account, there is this uh, they call it the the conversation of the Godhead, let us make god let 's let us make man in our own image that there's there's special attention given to us. Why did he make you? then the next question, how can you glorify God by loving him and doing what he commands? so I was kind of excited about this morning because it also leads into the sermon in first Timothy of an understanding and a right use of God's law. Why would we want to know God's law? Why is it important for us to know God's law? Uh, Because as the catechism says, and as the Bible says, that's how we glorify him. That's how we love him. We love him by doing what he commands. And then the last question I'm going to talk about, children's catechism question five. Why ought you to glorify God? And the child responds, because he made me and takes care of me. Um, so, sole deo gloria, define, it means at the end of all things, the purpose of all things is God's glory. Do I have the R.C. Sproul Jr. quote in there for you? I have that in there? Yeah, okay. Yeah, to believe de o gloria certainly contains the idea that all we do as believers ought to serve that ultimate purpose of showing forth the glory of God. But it also describes all that has happened and all that will happen. It affirms that God's stage is all the universe, that it is all His to show forth His glory. And history is the same. He's not just sovereign over sacred history or redemptive history, but over all history. He is glorified, not only in the redemption of sinners, but also in the damnation of sinners. Sometimes you read things, um, when people look at... Uh, Creation and they'll say things like, if the, if, you know, if the world if was one degree off on its axis, you know, we would all die, or if you, know, uh, if gravity was any different, and sometimes I think it's, it makes too small a view, like God, God is acting in a in a closed system, but you realize God could could make a a world without gravity. God can make a world where all the laws of physics are completely different than the laws of physics that we have now. Um, Anyway, I thought this quote from uh, After Darkness Light. um, Yeah, here he says, "In, In short, God did not order the universe as an engineer might. Yes, the universe shows forth his creativity. That creativity, however, is shown forth in poetry or in dance. Not necessarily just in the design of it. The stars do what they do to show forth the beauty of God, not as mechanical prowess. prowess, And in like manner, the dance of the subatomic particle operates under the same principle. And more profoundly still, the dance of the stars and the dance of the subatomic particles join together in one great proclamation of the glory of God. All creation, then, is wrapped up in this final soli deo gloria. Uh, the other day when I was working out at Patricia Island, Uh, Y'all know Fisher DeBerry, you know who he is? He coached Air Force for years. He actually turned that program around when I lived there. And uh, he lives on Patricia Island, just down from where Ashley's old house was, across the lake there. Anyway, I see him at Patricia Island all the time. And we made connection that we were both in Colorado Springs and he brought his uh, football team to our church once a year. and The big Air Force buses would pull up and it was great. We're working out. And uh, Tammy always says if I'm long, it's because I'm talking to Fisher, so I'll get a text. Dinner's ready. Tell Fisher good night. Uh, (laughs) But he was just staring out the window. You know, and I'm I'm on the treadmill doing my stuff. Staring out the window, and uh, and I get done, and he said, you missed it. You know, he goes, might have been the most beautiful sunset of the year, and you missed it. (laughs) You know? And uh, I said, "Well, isn't it in a, in a wonderful thing that we're drawn to it? That God created the beauty of a sunset, the beauty of a sunrise, but then created in us the sense of loving it, of of wanting beauty, of noticing it. You know. And so, you guys know that I almost every Sunday I say something about the weather, the flowers, you know, um, all of it is made for Him." for his glory. So the second part is a scriptural proof. Um, We have each lesson, we've kind of looked at Ephesians 2, that's kind of this whole big picture of our salvation in light of of God's glory. Uh, In verse 7 of chapter 2, the apostle writes, so that, or in order that. And in Greek, that's always purposeful. It's a three-letter word. We find all the in order that in order to because of he might show his immeasurable riches of his grace. Why did he save you? Why did he save me? Why did he create the world? He didn't need us. He didn't need things. He wasn't lonely the behold i stand at the door and knock doesn't mean that he's a lonely god needing someone to affirm him he was completely self-sufficient all of this so that he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace romans 11:36 for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever amen 1 corinthians 6 do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from God, you're not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So 1 Corinthians 6, the apostle there is speaking to a church that has uh, sexual promiscuity going on, and they're even proud of it. They feel like, hey, we're, we're a good bunch of people. We allow this stuff to go on. And the apostle argues against it, not by saying you could get an STD, not, not by saying, what if you get a child out of wedlock? What will it do to your relationship? Primarily, he argues against it by saying, your body is for his glory. Um, and I mean, I still love that. I mean, that's, that's, that's this big picture of it. Not man-centered, protect yourself, protect your relationships. God-centered. The body he gave you is to be used for his glory he does the same thing in chapter 10 when he's talking about gluttony or any kind of excessive drink so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do all to the glory of god um kind of the same concept god made us people who need to eat to drink but but even in doing so we glorify god Psalm 86, "I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever." Psalm 19, use some of this in our liturgy this morning, "The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaim His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There's no speech, nor are there words whose voice. Is not heard, do you ever wonder why pagan cultures without the gospel worship the sun, worship the Nile River, worship condors uh, because it all carries with it the signature of the artist, the glory of God stands behind it all. their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world in them He has set a tent for the sun. you know that's why we have sunsets and sunrises. For the glory of God. I don't know if you ever do this, but I mean, I I, I know I'm I'm always into this, but I'll, I'll sit in the woods sometimes, and I'll just look at all the shades of green, <laughs> and I'll say, man, there's not even one shade of green. You know, it's just. Have you ever tried to match a person's skin color, you know, to their avatar? Or <laughs> I mean. I mean, uh, Madison was doing a new avatar for something, and she's like, "Are these my eyes?" I'm like, "No, it's kind of like this, kind of like that." And she's like, "This is yours." I'm like, "No, that's not mine. You know, mine have a black. You know, I mean, it's just an interesting in, in the in the variety, and the beauty. Everything exists for the glory of God. And so, how does this? How how do we apply this? Um, well, I've already said the ultimate answer to every question is for God's glory. But I want you to think about. Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow you wake up in the morning and there's a day laid out before you and there's appointments and there's meals and there's phone calls and there's business to be done. But tomorrow, think about when you get up, today, whatever path is laid out for me, whether I have to spank my kids or fix this or I'm, I'm dealing with this problem with a relative or a spouse, Uh, I'm concerned about whatever he has laid, he has laid it out before me for his glory. Whatever pain I face. Um, Let's say you have conflict. Conflict at work. Uh, You step into that conflict, and, and you're able as a child of God to say, he has put this in my place. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Tammy and I, our Bible reading plans are different, but this last month we've both been in First and Second Chronicles. And it's just so interesting to see when he got proud, he went away from the Lord. The Lord put this in their path. The Lord sent a million men against this king so that he would humble himself, so that he would glorify the Lord in all of this. The Lord sent a prophet to say, what were you thinking? Did you not, do you not remember what I've done? Constantly through it. But for us to think that, when I'm, when I'm facing a situation, am I so first concerned about my glory? Am I first concerned about me being right? Well, I, know I often talk about this. Am I acting like an orphan? You know, that there's, there's not a God above who has me? Um, or do I, am I able to just stop and say, how can God... Be glorified in this awful situation. How how can he? Um, and I think that that's just a good question for a Christian to ask. He is leading me through this path. Psalm twenty three: You lead me through the path of the shadow of death, and I fear no evil because you're with me. So it's obvious if we believe in a sovereign God that every step, again, COVID, death, job loss, frustration with children. Uh, your own incapacity to do things, to remember things um, for God's glory. Why did he make the earth for his glory? Why did he make me a man for his glory? Why did he make you a woman for his glory? Why am I struggling here for his glory? When Instagram first came out, my daughter posted a picture and uh so the princess had uh three big brothers that we're always looking out for. And um so I Jordan, Luke, and D. Hey, did you see what Anna posted? <laughs> so uh call Anna into my office and um Those of you who know my daughter know she is definitely a daddy's girl and uh, the thought that dad is mad at her is just overwhelming, you know, so if I ever send Anna a text about hey honey, can we talk, if I don't send a little kissy emoji with it, she's assumes she's in trouble and she stops what she's doing and she calls me and so she came and I just had the picture and I'm like, honey, why did you post this? Well, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, there's a thought behind it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying why? What was going on in your mind when you posted Oh, my friends were posting pictures. You know, I mean, that's so early on now. Who knows how that's going to affect all of our kids? You know, these thumbs up, these likes, these comments. Um, You know, I'm I'm like, I want you to think about it. I want you to take it down and you can tell me why. Now, of course, in my mind, what I'm wanting to hear is, for the glory of God alone. (laughs) I posted this for the glory of God alone. And um, is he glorified in your beauty? Yes, he certainly is. Um, He made you this way. I completely, 100% agree. When you feel that adoration, are you responding as a creature designed by God to show forth his glory? Yes. When you serve a volleyball? Yes. When you make a basket? Yes. Yes. When you, when you run a, a job and, and, and perform well, yes. And, and so I, I just think that that's, for us as a people, it makes life easier. I really do believe it. It makes life easier in the midst of the hardest thing that we face. Unthinkable stuff that we face. To sit as Job did, sitting in ashes with a broken piece of pottery, scraping himself and saying to his friends, are we only going to accept good from God or are we going to accept hardship? You speak as the fools, he says to his wife. My God, I will see him. I know my Redeemer lives. Um, and, and so um, for us to think in those lines, the ultimate answer to every question is for God's glory. Um. I want to, want to read one more portion from uh, "After Darkness, Light." Ricky, you and Dustin have this book, don't you? That's part of the officer in officer training at the very beginning. Did we use this? That's a heavy book. It is a heavy book. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, this is what Archie Sproul Jr. says. And you know, R.C. Sproul Jr., who wrote this, he was, uh, he was, he was outed in the uh, Ashley Madison scam. Does it mean what he says is not true? No. You know why he was outed in the Ashley Madison? Ashley Madison, is that right? Was that the, you know why he was outed in the Ashley Madison scam? Come on, it's an easy question. I've given you the answer. The whole class, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> for God's glory. Right? Our, our our God says, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you get away with this. I love you too much." And R.C. Jr., your walk with me is more important than how many books you sell or what people think about you. That's why everyone in Scripture is outed, right? I mean, it just continuously. Here's what he writes. If we stop looking at the story, once we have established that we have been redeemed, we fail to live in light of this Reformation principle of soli deo gloria. If we think that the greatest thing about God is that he thinks we are great... Let me just stop there. You know, there's an ongoing pressure sometimes amongst evangelicals to present God as acceptable. You know what I mean? To, to present him as acceptable... Uh, let, let's, let's picture God, let's, let's, let's make him so that you'll receive him, so that, so that he's acceptable to you. Let's scale down the wrath. Let's scale down the talk of sin. Let's scale, let's, let's do everything we can, because the most important thing is that people receive him. Um, I don't feel that pressure at all. You know the pressure I feel? The pressure I feel as a pastor who answers to God is to present him truthfully as he is. Because truthfully, as he is, in all his glory, in all his perfection, in all his holiness, as he is, is what our hearts long for. And it's what we should love. Anyway, if we think the great thing about God is that he thinks we are great, we've made ourselves the end and God the means. We're upside down idolaters. It is true and it is glorious that God loves us and has redeemed us. But he's done this, not because we're so worthy, but because he is so worthy. We have been redeemed for a purpose, that we might internally inhabit the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And that has happened, not of or for ourselves, but of and for him who redeemed us. In the new heavens, in the new earth, we will exist for the same purpose that we now exist, to show forth the glory of God. Um, In the conclusion, we've been going back to the idea that all of these truths empower us to the Great Commission, And I've been reading the same conclusion uh, from Jesus' high priestly prayer. Listen to his words. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that so that, in order that, the Son may glorify you. Since you've given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all you have given him. And you can see all of the principles of Reformed theology are in this prayer. Right? There's predestination, there's um, justification, there's total depravity, unconditional election. Uh, the one we do next week, perseverance of the saints. Um, you've given him authority over all flesh. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Give him glory, that your Son may glorify you. So even in this, Jesus is the example. And even in this, we grasp the value of his righteousness. Because I'm honest, honestly, I I don't seek the glory of God in all things. I think about it at times, but I often seek the glory of Mark. Um, Make a name for myself, secure myself, care more about what people think of me. And um, so here's another one of these principles that God holds up there and says, this is perfection, and this is my righteousness, Um, and it's another one of those areas where I cling to Christ. I don't cling to, hey, in that moment I was able to stop and think. No, in that moment I was angry. I was frustrated with God. I was mad at people. I I had, my idols were blocked. My idols were being broken. Um, I was losing things that were important to me. I didn't stop in that moment, but we rest in that, that Jesus did. Not your will, but mine be done. Is there another way for this cup to pass? Glorify me that I may glorify you. Any questions? Yeah, next week, Perseverance of the Saints.